Glory to God. Yeah. So God is good. How many of y'all are just expecting God to just do some great things in this, this new season? Come on, there has to be an expectation. This is one thing that, you know, God not only meets expectation, but he exceeds them. That's something that he does on the daily, but he works with our expectation. So, again, I want to encourage us tonight and hopefully, you know, prayerfully, this word will, uh, not even prayerfully, I know it will, and encourage, strengthen, challenge as well. And so, but God gave me a download as it pertains to even this 2020 to kind of set our sights uh, for this year, and it's even bigger than that. But when you think about it, because there's many things that are significant, you know, in Scripture. So let me just say this. Father, we just thank you, Lord, right now for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for all that we've participated in and all of our eyes have seen, all that our ears have heard, and even the things that have been said out of our mouth. And we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word, God, and the transformation in our hearts that will take place. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's been a good year. It's been a good year, and we ain't talking about tires. <laughs> it's been a good year. <laughs> Not talking about a blimp, but it has been a good year. So when we look at 2020, that is such an interesting number. You got 2020. You got 2020. And so I know many people are talking about vision and things of that nature. I actually have 2013 vision, so I don't relate to that part there. So... <laughs> Yeah, I got 2013, well, eyesight. I'm not thinking about the year 2013, but y'all know what I'm saying. But the number 20 is significant. It does have biblical significance, so let me just share this with you, and we'll get to our scripture in a little bit. Um, but 20 is significant, and, it, and I, I don't take it lightly that we have 2020 representative of this year. So the number 20 in the Bible, it symbolizes the cycles of completeness. It symbolizes the cycles of completeness. And then it's often connected to a perfect period of waiting, labor, or suffering that is compared to a trial or a reward. And so we see this as an example. For 20 years, y'all remember Jacob in the Bible. For 20 years, he waited to get possession of his wives and property and to be free from the control of Laban, his father-in-law, because Laban kind of... Um, <laughs> Unbeknownst to Jacob, worked out a deal to say, hey, if you want my daughter, then you're going to have to work for, for any bottom line. It came to the point in Genesis 31 is just a reference. You don't have to turn there. But it came to a point where it came to the 20th year. Jacob was like, look, I've been with you for 20 years. Free a brother. <laughs> Let me go. And so it was a cycle of completeness, and of course, there was release for him at that time. But then also, for 20 years, the children of Israel, they waited to be freed of Jabin, king of Canaan, who oppressed them. So they were under oppression. And so God's response was to raise up Deborah, who was a prophetess. Deborah, who was a prophetess, as well as uh, this gentleman named Barak, who freed the people from bondage. So we see 20 is symbolic of redemption. It's symbolic of completion, and it's symbolic of perfection. And then, of course, naturally, when you add them, you get 40, which also means the same, and also the end of testing. Now, here's the thing that God just kind of gave me as far as for just revelation, and I've shared it a few weeks ago on a Wednesday, but I think it's worth sharing again, uh, you know, as it pertains to just our relationships. And then I also, also thought it was interesting that my wife this Sunday 
in the midst of her just ministering and sharing, uh, a word came out of her mouth uh, that I thought was significant, and I wanted to highlight it again. But she said, yeah, partnerships. God, I thank you for partnerships. And she kept on going. But it's worth detailing, you know, even to more tonight. And so this is the perspective in prayer as far as what God just placed upon uh, to share tonight. That you become, now when we're talking about the number 20, remember, what does it signify? Completeness, wholeness, perfection. And so here we go. This is the perspective in prayer that you and me, we become more whole. We become more complete and confident in calling and purpose. And here's why. That his nature in us may be reflected in a divine relation or connection or partnership. So as we're complete, as we're whole, that it might be reflected. So in other words, your 20, when you being complete, you being whole, you being mature, your 20 will be matched by someone else's 20 to compliment you in 2020. And so now when you think about it, <laughs> for this uh, two, you know, you have 20s, and when I started, you know, I got this insight as well. There's such a thing called counterfeit 20s when you look about it as an example in a monetary sense. There's counterfeit money. There's counterfeit 20s. And, and if we just look at it even practically, many of us at some point in time or another in the last year or maybe even last decade, we've encountered some counterfeit 20s in the form of people. <laughs> looked like they were complete, looked like they were whole. And then the more that you started to engage in that relationship, you realize, yeah, nah, this ain't it. You're saying that they're not up to the billing. And so they say this, to recognize a counterfeit 20, you have to put it up under a light. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A $20 bill, you have to put it up under a light. Here's why. Because, there's an, because an authentic bill has a security strip. An authentic 20, there's some security about it. So even in our relationships with people, we want to deal with people that are secure in who they are. They are secure in their identity. They are secure in, in, in their purpose. So that way we're not dealing with counterfeit people or counterfeit 20s in our relationships. And so oddly enough, 20s are also one of the most counterfeited denominations in the United States. They said 20s and 100s are the most counterfeited denominations in America. And here's another thing that's interesting. The conviction for possessing or knowingly releasing a counterfeit 20, you can get up to 20 years in prison. There's a penalty for being fake. <laughs> Come on. There's a penalty for being fake, so don't, don't be fake. <laughs> So uh, here's the thing, it comes with imprisonment and a fine, meaning that it costs you. When you're not being who you've called to be, it costs you. And then when you're dealing with people who are fake, Lord knows, it costs you. I mean, I can tell to myself, I've been in some partnerships where you thought everything was good, and it wound up realizing, like, oh, this ain't the real 20. This ain't whole. This ain't complete. And it wound up costing me emotionally, time and financially so now I learned oh let me hold this let me let me evaluate this relationship let's evaluate so again you can identify the real when you put it under the light 
And so we're not talking about just this natural light, but we're talking about the light and the truth of God's word, the light of his presence, the light of his glory. That's where we find out. So don't be afraid to examine your relationships to verify their authenticity. Yeah. Do not be afraid to examine your relationships in this season to verify their authenticity because you and I do not have time to waste. Amen. <laughs> we don't have time. I mean, I know, I know, I know some of y'all already have made that decision. It's like, look, I do not have time to waste on phony or on fake or something that is not, that, 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 that's just not it. So again, you can identify the real when you put it under the light. And don't be afraid to examine these relationships to verify their authenticity. Even some of the opportunities that might come up this year that present themselves as new and good. And we've heard it before, but it's not cliche. Not everything that is good is God. Good opportunities, you need to pause instead of just jumping in. Oh, this is a good opportunity. Hold up. Oh, this is a good relationship. Er, hold up. Let me make sure, because this is 2020, there's got to be a reflection. If I'm living in integrity, if I'm living in truth, if I'm living in the purpose and in the calling that God has called me to be, I need to make sure that I'm matched up with people who are doing the same thing the way that God has called them. So again... Put it under the light and make sure that these relationships, because when we look at the $20 bill that's a counterfeit, it is government authorized. And so we want to make sure that these partnerships, these relationships, that it is kingdom of God government authorized. We need this discernment. So someone say right now, God, increase my discernment. God, increase my discernment. Help me to see things. Because here's the thing. Nothing is dark before God. He, he says it. He's like, look, it ain't no darkness. People think they hide in the shadows. God's like, I see you. In detail. In 4D. God, God sees all. It ain't even 3D. He, he's got the whole thing. So we want to make sure that opportunities and, and relationships are verified by the kingdom. Slow down, pause a moment, be led by the Spirit of God. Check in with the Holy Spirit. And so that partnership with him has to be primary and priority. And then that dictates our partnerships within, these, within our, our relationships with people and opportunities. So that partnership has to be lockstep and tight. Amen. And so we see, we hear Jacob, you know, in this moment, he had his 20 moment. He was at that 20 tight. Some things were complete. He came to a finish. Uh, but old father-in-law was, you know, real slick. And so he was what you call a counterfeit. Not counterfeit, but it was a counterfeit. It didn't fit right anymore. It was a different fit. And so he was like, look, I had to be released. Now, here's the other revelation about that. When we're talking about 20, even in a monetary sense, paralleling it with relationships and being complete and whole. So you might encounter, and this just is discernment as well, because sometimes it's seasons with this thing. Others 
are a real 20, but they're a different currency. So meaning your 20 may be in American money. They might be a 20 in another denomination. And so their, 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 their ability to, as a matter of fact, we just say currency, it's, it's a different flow. The exchange is a little bit different. So they might be fine in their circle. They might be fine in their environment, but as soon as it steps out on a larger scale, their influence becomes limited. And so that's why we have to be discerning as well. And so sometimes we might be rocking with someone and they're at a, they're at a 20 and you're at a 20, and it might be good for a moment, but then as, as your, your value, yes. the things that you value increases. Yes. The parts of the kingdom that become more valuable, God's heart, God's purpose, consecration, holiness, things that you value. That exchange, that exchange, be like, ooh, you know what? This isn't equal anymore. It might be fine in that circle, but it's like, hey, you know what? The way that the, the way the, the, my flow now, my currency now is different. And so part of that matching is we want to match people that, that, that have the same currency. In other words, the same flow, spiritual flow in life that we have. That's that yoking, that equally yoked. That's one thing that, that is available for us in 2020 as we're discerning and we're partnering with the Holy Spirit. So I'm just clearing right now for those, for those that are hungry for the plan and purposes of God to be fully expressed in, in our lives, that he begins to match that up. In the name of Jesus. How many of y'all just received that right there? It's like, God, I thank you, Lord, for people who my, we have the same currency. We're in the same current. We're in the same flow. The same flow of life. And when you flow together, that's when you can make a greater impact. <laughs> when you flow together, that's when you can make a greater impact. So, again, the right relationships, and this is what... If, if we were to title this, it was unique. I've never got one like this, but it's called the 20 type. 20 type, you know, not being too deep, but scripturally speaking, there's types and shadows. <laughs> and so what we want to be, we want to be 20 type people, but the real 20 type. 20 type people, complete, whole, sound. Complete, whole, perfection, not meaning flawless, but mature. We've developed in some things. We've gained some season in some things. So again, the right relationships, the 20 type people will complement, but it won't be by addition alone where it's that 40, but by multiplication. So here we go. Just, just declare right now, say, I am, I am a, 20 type. a 20 type. I am, I am complete. complete. I am whole. I am secure. Woo! I am complete. I am whole. I am secure in purpose, identity, and calling. Some of y'all might be saying to yourself, like, look, I don't feel it. Just say it. You'll get there. Just say it. 
release it in the spirit. Some things that your mind won't understand, your heart, your spirit will be like, well, I got it. And then, then it just begins to work with the plan of God in time. So that's why you just got to say stuff because here's the thing. Words will go before you. That's why you got to be careful what you say. Words will go before you. Woo, before you even show up. And you'd be like, how did this happen? Because you don't pray some things out. That was already on the mind and heart of God. But he wanted to partner with your words to release it so that way there's agreement in the earth realm. Again, let's say that. Because I said it, but now let me say it, say it so we can all say it together. Say, I am a 20 type. I am complete. I am whole. I am secure. Hold up. I just, I just saw this right now. This, this is just, y'all can't have this, but <laughs> I think I got one in here. Yeah, thank you, Lord. See how God provides? <laughs> just, just holding this up right now. I don't know how to look for it, but you could just pass it around and just see <laughs> Yeah, y'all know it. Because I know there's different kinds of newer ones have a different look. But still, I am a 20 type. So here we go. This or these relationships when paired, this 20-20 factor, when paired, will increase your impact. When you're 20 and you get matched up with another person's 20, it doesn't just become 40 in the spirit. This is the thing that God was just even sharing with me. He was like, look, when I match it up, I don't just ask stuff, but I multiply. And so the impact, your quote-unquote purchasing power or your ability to move and influence things when you're matched up with the right people, it becomes 2020. It be, the impact becomes 2020. I was like, Wow. And then that's when the vision piece comes in, when you're able to see this, when we're able to, 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 to declare this. And so, again, 20 means being complete, being secure, being released, finished in some things, mature, whole. So we've made the declaration that I am the 20 type. But this is how we grow in our 20 type. This is some very practical but serious wisdom. Complete any unfinished business that is already in progress. Complete any unfinished business in this year, in this season, that is already in progress. I'm going to slow that down and say this again. And this is a word from the Lord. Complete any unfinished business that is already in progress. We're going to get to a scripture in a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. Whatever's in your power or decision-making ability to complete or finish, do it. Because some stuff is in connection to the other person, and then, if they're, then, then you know, you just kind of got to work that out and be patient and pray or disconnect, whatever the case may be. But whatever is in your power, whatever is in your decision-making ability to do, do it. Now, here you go. Some things may require more time than others, but prioritize and then finish. 
So again, I got to say that again. Complete any unfinished business that's already in progress. Whatever's in your power or own decision-making ability to do, do it. And some things may require more time than others, but prioritize and finish. For example, this is simple, but it's true because it's principle that God's working and that God wants to develop. That's part of that maturation process. If you're in the midst of reading a book, finish it. <laughs> I got diced up real good on that one. <laughs> because you know how you'll start a book and then it'll be like, huh? and then you pick up another book. And then you pick up another book, and you pick up another book. God's like, no, 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 no. I need you complete. I need you whole. I need to secure some things. There's a reason why you started reading. There's a reason why. Don't get distracted. So that's an example. But if you're in the midst of reading a book, finish it. Or if you're in the midst of writing a book, finish it. Here we go. Here's another example. Complete any unfinished projects for your house or apartment. Woo! Ain't nobody shouting. It's okay. Woo! <laughs> Complete any unfinished projects for your house or apartment. I got diced up on that one. Something that my wife mentioned, and I was like, oh, Lord, I see it every day. And I was like, oh. I need to go to the store, handle it. <laughs> I was going to say, all oh, the wives say amen, but no, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. The Lord, let the Lord just deal with it. <laughs> but seriously, though, complete any unfinished projects for your house or apartment. Some things you'll be like, yeah, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to put this up. I want to be able to get that fixed. So I want to be able to, and there's some stuff you'll be like, well, because, you know, sometimes you'll say, well, man, I don't have this. Well, press in. God, I thank you for the resources to complete this. Dad, Daddy God. See, see that's a relationship. Dad just came out so easily. <laughs> Father God, Dad, <laughs> he's got this. Yeah, because I call him Dad, too, so that's why it kind of just came out. Yeah, so let me just say it the way it came out. Dad's got this. Dad's got this. Dad don't even got pockets. Because sometimes they're like, hey, Dad's pockets. He's like, look, I don't got pockets, man. Like, can't, can't nothing hold my wealth. I got a cattle on a thousand hills. All the gold and silver is mine. He's like, man, I still got stuff in the earth. Y'all ain't even discovered yet. Y'all still discovering stuff that I done put in. Oh, Lord, I just heard this. But he's like, but I need you to discover what I put in you first. My God. He's like, that's where the real treasure is. <laughs> Lord, I receive that. Someone just place your hand upon your, upon your heart right now. Just say, God, I receive that. Because there's a treasure right there. There's a treasure right where you just put your hand right there. There's a treasure. He deposited something very deep. God put it there. And some of you don't know it. And that's why some people abused you, abused you because... We didn't understand that we were a 20 type. Ah, oh, Lord. But he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I see you complete whole. That's how I made you. God ain't made you incomplete. The picture was complete. It was finished. He already saw it. Mm, 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 mm. So here we go. Complete any unfinished projects for your house or apartment. Here's another thing. If you've been waffling on a decision... 
If you've been wavering on a decision that needs to be made, get with Holy Spirit. Settle yourself and make the decision. Here's another thing. Let go of old baggage or relationships that are there and going nowhere. <laughs> Here we go. If you have to call someone or get with someone for a meeting, finish the plans and do so. Schedule the appointment. You know that stuff where it's like, man, you know, I've been meaning to get with you. Yeah, when are we going to get together? When are we going to get them? We dance around for like six months, right? I've been there. It's real. The Lord's like, do it. Complete it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, when are we going to get We just keep dancing around. And the guy's like, no, finish it. Complete it. Here's another thing. This is a great season to close out outstanding balances. I said season. That extends beyond a year. But this is a great season because there's an anointing for this, to go after outstanding balances. And to make it plain, debt. D-E-B-T. This is a great season to go after debt, to finish some things, complete some stuff. I'm telling you. Because, seriously, I know you get tired of looking at the same stuff in the mail, but like, Lord, Jesus. But then we start looking at our own resources. How am I going to do it? Like, God, put the envelope, put, the, put whatever up. It's like, God, Dad, I'm partnering with you, Holy Spirit. There's an anointing, a double anointing to complete and finish some things. <laughs> mm, I just heard this. God will match you up with some finished ideals. Wow, okay. So again, this is a great season to close out outstanding balances and then what these things do in the natural, but it prepares you to be the 20 type in the spirit. So again, complete what you've started. Now here's the scripture reference. You don't want to be like the person when Jesus came, he, that that person couldn't follow at that moment of the Lord's call because he had unfinished business. It's in Luke chapter 9. Verse 57 through 62. And it says this. This is Jesus, and he's traveling. But it says, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, now Jesus rolling in 20, 100,000. Jesus, you couldn't, can't really put a denomination. But he's complete, whole, he's all that. He's an A to Z, but you get the point. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, hey, follow me. But that person said, Lord, let me go first and bury my father, meaning my dad is sick. Let me go take care of him and wait until he passes on, and then I'll follow you. And Jesus was asking him at that moment. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me go first and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. So in other words, if there's unfinished business, it can become a distraction. And God, I see what you're trying to do, but um, um, we still got stuff that we're trying to work out. And God's like, yo, I'm ready to roll now. So that's why we got to finish some stuff. That's why we got to finish and complete some things. And here's the thing. Although the Lord is loving and patient, we don't want to miss the window of available grace for this decade 
that is opening in this year. Here's another thing that I thought was very powerful. I was like, God, that's so strong. But our Father does not want us to be serial starters. <laughs> Meaning that we just start stuff all the time. It's like, woo, man, I started that, I started that, I started that, I started that, I started that. Our Father doesn't want us to be serial starters, but supernatural finishers. Jesus said this. He said, what? It is finished. So now as far as for that completement and that wholeness, be ready to match your yes to his yes of calling and approval. So that's part of that, that, that matching. And now here's another word of encouragement. As you're that 20, you have to release your 20, you have to release your life and invest it in the right flow so the increase can happen. In other words, you can't hold on to your 20-type lifestyle and gifting and ability talking about I'm saving it for the right time. Saving will, gave you, will gain you small interest, but investing in something greater will cause your own 20 to increase. So in other words... Don't be trying to hold on and be like, man, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to keep waiting. Keep waiting. God's like, no, no, no. You need to invest who I am in you. you. In other words, you need to release. You need to step out. You need to trust. <laughs> that means to trust again. Step out again. Stay in the light of his presence, and then you'll be able to recognize the true 20s in your life. Here's why. Because the world needs you fully invested in purpose, in passion, and in his kingdom. Fully invested. And it's a challenge, but it's true. God's like, hey, I want all of you. I want all of you. I want the whole complete. I want everything that you got, all that you are. Give, give me all of you. Give God all of who you are. Release all of who you are. Let your yes be fully yes. That's what scripture says. Let your yes be yes. Not a partial. Not a halfway. God because this is what some people say, especially when it comes to salvation or deliverance or even other things. It's like, well, man, I'm not ready yet. Well, how do you know? If God presents the opportunity, it's, 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 he's like, look, I'm ready. And then God readies you when you say yes. Because sometimes we hold back, well, man, it's not perfect. Well, he does the perfection. When that opportunity comes, he does the completion, if you get that. So now I want to zoom out a little bit with this perspective here, because again, 2020, it's not just a new year, but it marks the beginning of a decade, of a new decade. And especially for the church in the United States, y'all realize that God is a generational God. I need to say that again. God is a generational God. <laughs> and he allows us to track his movements and ways throughout the generations. And so there's a divine pattern that I want to highlight that we can see and learn from regarding this decade of the 20s and what it might possibly hold for us. We're going to go back a few centuries here. So in the 17th century... Check this out. In the year 1620, right? This is 2020. So in the year 1620, here's some spiritual significance. This is a time in the year 1620 in this nation where the pilgrims landed in what is now Massachusetts in search of religious freedom. 
And of course, we read they also made a covenant in relationships amongst themselves. So that took place in the year 1620. So it was, it was liberty that took place in the year 1620. It was covenants that was made amongst people in the year 1620. In the 18th century, in the late 20s, around 1729, around that time, it set the stage for the renewal of faith in what is called the first great awakening. The first great awakening in America, there are different awakenings in America, but the awakenings moved many in this nation from scientific rationalism and complacent worship. That's what took place because many people, they were just rational and they were rationalizing out God. But then this decade, towards the end of it, in that decade, there was the thing that, that, that shaped what was going to happen next. The century after this, in the 1820s, in the spirit. It marked an accelerated momentum of the second great awakening, which was identified by revivals, repentance, and conversion. A whole bunch was happening. In fact, some of you might have heard of this per person. If not, I'll introduce him to you. One of the key leaders of this era was a gentleman named Reverend Charles Finney. Key in revivals. Took place in the 19th century, in the 1820s, and in the 20th century, in the 1920s, our nation entered an age or period described as the Roaring Twenties, marked by economic prosperity and distinct Western culture through music, fashion, and other things, and of course, there was some off-the-hook stuff, too. But that was in the natural society. But in the spirit society, Christians, believers, Christian evangelists began to dominate the commercial radio. Airtime, which was the day's form of media. So in other words, they began to dominate media. And most prominent of which was a woman named Amy Simple McPherson. Wow. So we have documented over the course of four centuries. How many centuries? Four centuries where God moved in significant ways in the 20s in our nation. This is a broader scope to be able to expect some things because the 20s was the individual as far as for some things that we can do there. But then there's some things at large for the church at large for, for us as a body of Christ in America. God's got this nation on his mind. And so God has moved in significant ways in the 20s in our nations throughout the centuries. Now, mind you, he's always moving. But there's been a pattern of his ways that we can discern. And you know what? You can actually discern even patterns on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, yearly, decades, centuries, millennium. And when you see this pattern, you can learn the way and set your faith for this to be duplicated in an even greater fashion. In other words, when you pick up God, Lord, I see what you're doing. I'm believing you, God, because I saw what you did then. God, but I thank you, Lord, that you can do even greater now because I've seen what you do then. That's why we still have scripture today. God, I saw what you did then for the great cloud of witnesses, for the children of Israel, for the new, for, I can't say New Testament believers because we are New Testament believers, but for the first century church and things of that nature. God, you moved then. I thank you, God, that you can move now and even greater. And here's the thing. God looks to move now. He was like, man, you thought the 1620 was great? Get ready for the 1720s. Oh, you thought the 1720s was great? Get ready for the 1820s. Oh, you thought the 1820s was great? Watch how my people are going to dominate media in the 1920s. Oh, you thought the 1920s was great? Woo! Where are we at right now? The 2020s. So what does he have in store? 
He's got more in store, not just for a year, but for a decade of glory. My goodness. It's a pattern. God's like, look, I want you to see what I'm doing. He's like, look, I ain't trying to work in mysterious ways. It's mysterious for the people that don't know me. But I want my children to know. I want them to see the pattern. I want them to study me. I want them to come learn of me. That's what he says. That's the invitation. Whew. And so it's a pattern. The pattern over the centuries has been freedom. The pattern over the centuries has been renewal, revival. And it's also been a pattern where Christ has impacted media and culture. And so up until now, we've had four centuries. And within these four centuries, we've had what many would describe as four different great awakenings in our country's histories. Wow. That's a completion of some things. So this decade marks the fifth century of this sequence in America. Somebody just say five. (laughs) And my prayer is that we see the birthing of the fifth great awakening in this nation. Where God moves, where God releases, where God breathes upon some things. In the manifold different ways. But people start getting a conviction to the gospel. And God being expressed in a variety of different ways, but touching the lives of people. And I'm talking about just like the the miracles that just blow people's minds. Woo! And so one way it begins is with this question. God, what do you want to do this next decade? And how can I participate in fulfilling your longing to be good in my generation? I'm going to say that again. Because now that brings that back home. Oh, repeat this after me. Say, God, what do you want to do this next decade? And how can I participate in fulfilling your longing to be good in my generation? Because God wants to be good in your generation. The era that we're living in now, it excites heaven. It's like, whoo, wow. It's like, man, God moved so much then, but man. Does the church know what is available for them even now? Some unprecedented stuff. Ah. Some will start the fire by repentance. Others will fund the fire financially. Others will fuel it through prayer and evangelism. But every person, each part of the body of Christ must supply their 20 in this season. So if there's going to be any roaring in these 20s, let it be from the Lion of Judah. If there's going to be any roaring, let it be the blaze of fire that your life leads for others to be able to follow and say, God, Holy Spirit was here. Let it be that type of roaring. The world will do their thing. It'll get crazy. It'll be dark, but it ain't, it ain't, that ain't enough for us to be panicking, worrying about. It's like, whoo, no, this is a roaring 20 for the body of Christ. God, and we're going to do this in a blaze of glory. That's the heart. That's a part of God's plan, just prophetically, of what's in store. For those that desire to tap in and connect, this is about to be a phenomenal season. 
a phenomenal, I, I just believe personally 2020 is it's actually just a pivotal year to set up the decade. That's why some things have to be finished. That's why some things have to be complete. Because there's some more, and it's not even just about you. It's about generations that'll follow. It's about legacy. Who knows? Could it be within this next decade or even 20 years that the sky cracks? Oh, I caught that thing just for a moment. I was like, Lord, you could show up at any moment. Now, that scares some folk that ain't right. Be like, oh, Lord, he could. Good, get right. <laughs> but for the church, it's like, come, Lord. Even so, that excites me. I was like, Lord, you could show up. You could return in the 20s. Or you could return this year. Who knows when that gospel reaches that last end of the earth part and God said, boom, it's done. Because all the 20s have been scattered and reaching and maximizing and touching people's lives. Touching people's lives. Reaching the ends of the earth, dominating media. Through YouTube and, and, and today's modern technology, reaching the uttermost parts of the earth. And that last person that hears the gospel, that hears Jesus, and that trumpet sounds like, oh, I'm bringing my church home. Next thing you know, you drive them. Boom! Jesus. Oh, I love that. That excites me. And so he prepares his church to be that 20 type complete, without spot, without wrinkle. That bride, that whole, that complete bride. Isn't she lovely? That's who we are. That's who he prepared. Isn't it exciting? I'm excited. I finished with this last thought right here. There was this movie that my wife and I watched called The Aeronauts. Actually, she watched it. I kind of fell asleep on it. But I came about at the end. I was so tired. <laughs> Good movie, though. I woke up at the end, and she kind of chuckled because I watched the last parts. And I was like, oh, that's good. She just kind of laughed. I was like, yeah, that is funny. I'm saying the movie is good, and I missed the main parts of it. But it finished with a very powerful quote. And it says this, the world doesn't change by looking at it. The world changes by how you live in it. I'm going to say that again. The world doesn't change by looking at it. The world changes by how you, by how me, by how we live in it. So we don't have in view this year alone. We see this as a launch for this next decade. And we will make a determination to change how we live in it by living to the fullest complete level of grace available to us in this season. We will change how we live in it by living to the fullest, complete level of grace available to us in this season. And to that, the church says, let's stand. Amen. <laughs> Can we just bless God right now? Can we just bless God? That means just give some praise. That means just to be able to give him glory. God is making us to be a 20-type complete whole. And so I want to make sure uh, what God wants to make sure because we don't want to take for granted. Uh, you know, when Jesus calls, and some people may have made, you know, for whatever reason, but have made that statement. It's like, Lord, you know, I, I know you're calling me, but I'm not ready. 
But if you're here now, I'm telling you, God is ready. And this is a ready-made moment for you to receive Jesus Christ. If you've never prayed that prayer, to receive Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, you want to make sure that tonight, with a genuine heart, you want to be able to do that. And say, Lord, you know what? I don't want to come into 2020 incomplete. Because this, this is where the completion in the spirit, in heaven's realm, when you say, Jesus, be my Lord. That's that first step. That's that first step. And so if that's you, if you've never said that prayer, then at this moment, I want to invite you to be able to come forward and we just pray this prayer. It's simple, but God begins to do a work because on the inside, you might not feel like it because you're living and moving, but God wants to give you his life. And so it's a supernatural work, but in that confession, he begins to do something in your heart, in this spirit, beyond our understanding, but God does it. And he saves you. It's called a new birth. And so if that's you, if you never prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, well, every head bow, every eye closed. If you, you could just raise your hand just right where you are. We, we could do it that way. If you've never prayed that prayer, or maybe you've prayed that prayer, but you know that you've gotten off track. Maybe you devalued yourself or whatever the case may be, but you know, you might be saying, hey, Pastor Walt, man, I, look, I want to get back on the right track. I want to get back in right fellowship and right connection in right relationship with Jesus. So if that's you, then you can just raise your hand. If you want to get back in right relationship with Jesus, right relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you, don't want you make an excuse and saying, man, you know what? I'm, I, I need to go do some other things or let me get myself together. You can't get yourself together. You don't know what you're together supposed to look like. God made you. And he knows what you're together supposed to look like. So it's in that relationship where he can help you get together. But it first starts with getting together with him. So again, I implore you, I encourage you, this day, this moment, make that decision. If you've been waffling on that decision, that's the first and most important decision to make. It's Jesus. More important than a career, more important than even a spouse. Jesus is the most important decision. Because that deals with eternity. So if you've never prayed that prayer, I encourage you. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm knocking at the door of your heart right now. I want to come in. If that's you, you can raise your hand. 